Louise. I think you're there. I am here. Oh, hi, darling. How are you today? <laughs> I'm very good. How are you today? I am quite good. Um, yeah, I did uh, all my workout today, and I even stood and and brought my knees uh, sort mm-hmm. of like to my chest, but I kind of contract my abs, and I did 75 of them. It was just about oh wow <laughs> till I could you know it's just that I was had to come and see you so I stopped but I could have gone on um <laughs> so I was very impressed with that and that leads us into a little bit about what we were considering talking about today yeah. which was, you know taking care of ourselves right mm-hmm. so important it is important but it's also what it, what the heck does that mean right some people, yeah. uh, I mean, just give some examples of where I just kind of cringe a little bit. Um, let's say someone says, oh, you know, um, I'm exhausted. I have adrenal overload, but I eat well. I exercise every day. I take care of the kids. I go to work and I make sure, you know, I get my massage a month. And I'm just looking mm. at this person, you know, and I tell you, there are a lot of people who say that. And it's like, yeah, the the massage is something you're doing for your body. But once you say caring for myself, it's a very different thing. Like, Mm. you know, when you think about it, like, where is the self, right? Most people say it's my body, but it's not, right? So, you know, when you do it, when you say, where's myself, I put my hand on my heart. You, where do you? Yeah, I was going to say the same. Right. Some people do other things. Like I was listening to something and the person said, usually when you say the soul, you touch your stomach. And I thought, really, that's interesting because the soul is not in the stomach. So it's in the heart. They just when... think a lot with their stomach. <laughs> yes, it's, it's so true. Or even because the liver crosses over. You know, often people will see the self as the seat of the soul, which is the liver. And that Mm -hmm. is the accumulated experiences of this lifetime. So uh, you can think you're your body. You can think you're your body. You can think you're your mind. You can think you're your experiences, right? The list goes on on what people think they are. And you're not actually an experience. Right. Mm. And then people go into this rational discussion of, yes, but I am the accumulation of my experiences. It's like, really, that's who you are. So there was no you. I am the accumulation of my experiences. That's who I am. No, no. If you really think about it, right. Mm. Or sit with it, not even think about it. How can you be yeah. an experience? And how can you be accumulated experiences? Of course, so many people go into the intellect and start analyzing and say, well, everything that I believe is part and parcel of my accumulated experiences. You know, I can hear it all. Um, but you're not. You're actually not any of that. But that's for you to figure out. And if you slowly question yourself in that way, it comes to, oh, it's very different to take care of myself, isn't it? Like, how does it feel to you? I mean, I just, I just stressed myself out, even role playing for myself that what I was just doing 
there was role playing that I was the mind, that I was my past experiences, that I'm my body. And when I do that, the first thing that happens to me is I stress. My body becomes yeah. contracted. So any of that is, you know, the first priority. If, if you think any of that, you're going to be stressed in addition to all the other stressors, right? <laughs> yeah. Or as you go into yourself, it, it feels so much softer. Yeah, you can't really go into yourself because you are the self. Yeah, but that's those are yes, words. I was I mean, trying I, to. I was trying to find the words to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I I I also try to figure that out too. How to say it, but at least yeah. you can, you know, for purposes of just other people understanding. Because you and I, if we have this conversation, we understand what we're talking about. But just for purposes of everyone else understanding, you can't be going into yourself, but it's sort of a feeling that, hey, I settled back and I'm in myself. But we often say I'm going into myself, which you can never get out of yourself. You're always yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. But we talk like that. Yeah, you know? we and, talk and like we're separate. And it makes sense that we do because we have these ideas of, um, that I'm my mind now, or I'm my body, or I'm my role, right? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm in this role, but now I'm back in myself. Whereas, yeah, well, not actually, that didn't actually happen. What occurred was you are yourself in that role, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is, is where we get all confused. So if we go with our lines here, the way we're talking, Eloise, I'll interview mm. you. How does one take care of oneself? I think it's about almost being present and listening to what you need. So you could call that your intuition or your what, whatever you want to label it is, but that listening to yourself in terms of what it needs instead of just um, kind of ignoring it or trying to cloak it with alcohol and eating and all the rest of it and just noticing what you need whether it's more rest to get your nails done to get a massage to drink more water right so those are particular things for the body right mm. but it could be meditation or well reading, I, or... I really think you're onto something there when you're saying um, this presence, right? Noticing. Yeah. I think that's the big job that we, we need to do is just notice what's going on. So you said rather than masking with alcohol or food, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's allowing, is it allowing your like, inner aspects of you to dictate what, what's needed? Yeah, oh, that sounds harsh words. Well, it, even noticing that you dictate things to yourself or one dictates mm. something to oneself, that's something to note that who's dictating to me? Well, you know, I, I kind of look at that and go, well, there's a bunch of beliefs I have in my head that dictate <laughs> to me. 
Now, um, as I mentioned before on this podcast, I broke the spell of the mind. So these things don't dictate anything to me. My thoughts okay. have nothing to do with me. But I certainly uh, am very familiar with the idea, with the, with the experience. I've had this experience all of my life and it's what I battled. And um, I'd say I was lucky to have broken the spell of my mind, but I started working at this literally when I was four years old. So it's like 56 years of trying to end the conflict of my mind. So it's very familiar territory. Mm. So it's not only the conflict within my mind, but the conflict that I am my mind or the spell that I'm under. So one of the things that, that I would, or as we're looking at things, as you notice things, you one would notice who's dictating to me. Well, you know, my parents taught me that I should do this, that, and the other thing. Right? People do it often really calmly, but it's destroying them, right? So, mm. no, you're not your parents, and no, you're not the words your parents uttered. Just because your parents said something, you're not those words. Now, there are many things your parents could have told you that are fantastic for you. Um, yeah. The problem is, is you don't want to be repeating them over and over again, and then that's controlling all forms of behavior, which reduces your freedom, which is stressful. It, it's stressful not to be free. It's stressful to be confined within particular parameters when they're not working. When they're working, if you have a, a law like the laws of the universe, um, they work. They, they really work. Or you can look at the Ten Commandments. So you know, I'm not going to go through all of them, but thou shalt not kill. You know very well if you kill someone, uh, it's going to be it a might complicated notice. life. Like, you could get away with yeah. it, but that doesn't mean you ever get away with it. Like, I, my favorite is crime and punishment and how the guilt eats Raskolnikov after he's committed the perfect murder, right? He's He just mm. goes through this massive guilt time. That, I mean, that's the most, uh, you know, probably... Um, simple explanation of what's going on with Raskolnikov. Um, but also, if you look at the Bible, the mark of Cain, right? You you murder yeah. something, someone out of your resentment and jealousy, etc. Well, you're going to live with that forever. Uh, try Go out and try and lie. Lie for a month or two and see what that gets you. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to believe me that lying doesn't work that it's going to complicate your life and make a mess out of things. Don't have to believe me. Go try it. Um, yeah. Go spend more money than you have. Go do that. Yeah, that you, yeah, just go spend it and see what happens, how you complicate your life. Go cheat on your husband or your wife and see how you'll complicate your life. Yeah. Or <laughs> your girlfriend or boyfriend for that matter. Go, <laughs> go cheat, lie, go steal and see what's going to happen. Now, you could get or away with spend- it. Yeah. But doesn't mean yeah. you do, right? You know? It, it, yeah, it's might like never with. eating a vegetable. Like, if you never eat a vegetable and you just eat rubbish all the time, it's going to catch up with you. It will. It will. Um, yeah, or not, right? There's somebody who can yeah. your life robbing, you know, having stolen and, and you never, you never experienced the consequences. Yeah, could happen. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure you're not walking around really proud of that achievement. I'm sure you keep it hidden and secret. I'm sure you're lying mm-hmm. to your family 
and the people close to you, or you might even not even have close relationships because you did something terrible in your life. Yeah. So it sits there festering inside. You know, Kate, again, there could be somebody it doesn't fester with, but, you know. Uh, I don't know. I've never actually met someone other than a psychopath or a sociopath that has no feelings or remorse for what they have done. Yeah. Right. So. You can say you don't have feelings, but I wouldn't believe it. Uh, you I, know when someone I, says, oh, I don't care. Oh, I did something, but I don't care. And you're like. Well, why did you say you I don't care, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you do care. Someone who really doesn't care is a sociopath and they don't even say they don't care. Because they wouldn't be able to say they don't care because they don't know what caring is. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm not yeah. fully familiar with sociopaths, but some of the work that I've already read, they would not... Like, one of the examples I had is there's a... So imagine a bag. Left, somebody leaves a a bag or a purse and walks away um, and it's left there. So, you know, a regular person would say, oh, you know, I could steal that. And a sociopath says, hmm, do I steal that today? Yes or no? Mm. Right? A really different energy. So they, yeah. they're, 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 everything is, is open to them. There's no thought about, is this bad or good or, there's, you know. Yeah, there's no values in a way. Yeah, I don't. What, I don't know. I don't know physiologically what's missing, but if we look at some of our work that we've done, you could probably find lots of areas that are damaged in the brain um, through life's experiences, life's, um, yeah, um, you know, parents, food, eating, all that stuff um, could cause all of these things, and you know, the person isn't equal to. Well, to have any kind of discernment, right? Yeah, discernment. Is it right or is it wrong? Yeah, good good for me or bad for me, right? Yeah. Good for me or bad for me. Yeah, and this this also, what a weird topic we're coming up on when we started with taking care of ourselves. But (laughs) anyway. Now we're talking about psychopaths. Brilliant. Yeah, taking care of ourselves. But that comes down to it. Okay, so. Every. Is, is partly taking care of ourselves and every choice we make, just saying, is this good for me or bad for me? Well, it, it is definitely. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's very much. But, you know, we're not going to actually do that. But the, the gut, we know the gut brain needs to do that, right? Automatically. It needs to have that gut experience of, no, I'm not eating that. Yes, I am. You know, as my years of doing this work, and um, especially the last five years, mm. you know, I had such horrible eating disorders. I mean, you know, from sugar crazy then to not eating anything that's bad and going on that for like six months, then going off. Um, this year has been a big turning point this year and last year where, sure. you know, I'm not afraid of food kind of thing. Uh, I guess I could put it that way. You know, if it's interesting, I'm talking about this because I just went off my diet on, on Saturday, right? So once in a while at celebrations, we go, go off. And 
I had, mm. you know, the corner piece of the, the cake, which is, I love it, covered in icing. Um, you know, she, <laughs> the woman in, whose birthday it was said, I know most people don't like the icing. And I went, I do. <laughs> but little did I know what kind of sugar shock I was going to go through after, right? Oh, yeah. So, so I said, okay, today, and, you know, at least she made little tiny slices. They weren't these big chunks. They were really, you know, less than an inch wide. So it was nice. And um, uh, whereas usually, you know, you make big squares, like two inches by two inches, right? So even the two pieces didn't make that kind of, uh, you know, cake. So I was, I was like, okay, this is great. But um, I, was, I was itchy, like my skin got itchy. Oh. Um, I wasn't, I didn't want more, uh, you know, usually, you know, in the old days, I would eat, want to eat the whole cake, you know, it's, oh yeah, give me the whole cake. Um, it was really fascinating. And um, yeah, the next day, of course, the moment, because I'm on a non-carb diet, so, mm. you know, the, the, the moment you have the sugar, you're hungry. Like with the no carbs, you don't get hungry. Like there isn't this constant kind of like waking up and you're hungry. So I go 18 to 20 hours fasting. Um, yeah. And it's like nothing, but yesterday, oh, no way, right? The 12 hours yeah. came and I went, I got to eat something. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I waited, you know, 16 hours and then had my no carbs. But once my day was over, I just went, I, I, I'm going to go crazy. And I had peanuts. And there's, uh, <laughs> I bought the boys some chocolate, which I don't touch. And... I had chocolate <laughs> and you know, I was like, okay, what's going to go on now? What's going to happen? And, you know, I just sat there with it and today, fine, absolutely none of this going on. It was just kind of like, okay. And not only that, it's very weird, but I feel better, which I don't get yeah. at all. I don't understand what the maybe sugar your body did. needed the sugar. Maybe, maybe it did. I have way more energy. I didn't take my meds today, and I'm so happy because I hate them, and yeah. uh, I hate them and love them because it helps with the pain. But <laughs> it really creates a fog in my head, and I, I struggle. You know, I'm I'm really focused in my work, but it, it's not easy. You know, I, I can't imagine people are on antidepressants or, and they say they're in a fog. It's just terrible. Mm. But, you know, the, the pain, um, the fog, the pain kind of cuts through the fog. So that's really good. But today, no meds. And wow, you know, feel really good. And this weird sugar thing that I did. Um, yeah, just more energetic I feel I did my exercises wow really well and uh, I'm walking around really well so the interesting mm. so yeah that kind of tunes into how do you take care of your body well if you think about it it might not work for you so what I was trying to posit here was that my gut brain's working better so it yeah. You know, it wasn't crazy. Well, you even know me, Eloise. I can go. I could go crazy, right? Especially when I was teaching, mm. I wouldn't eat all yep. day, and then we'd just go buy chocolate and go absolutely batshit crazy and on the cheese chocolate. and crisps. 
cheese and uh, yeah and cheese and crisps that would be the meal <laughs> of the day you know just I mean it's understandable that, that you you know you need all the energy but um it wasn't working very well right so this is interesting the gut brain decided the gut brain wanted sugar again um oh. and then you know I did have a thought that was coming which was why did you crave chocolate I haven't been eating chocolate like I just don't crave it anymore um, yeah, it's fascinating. Like, I'd rather have vanilla, you know. So I noticed a little oh. craving for chocolate, and I went, "Hey, maybe magnesium." And of course, I was also noticing, "Hey, you, you, Dumbo, your feet are cramping." <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I did have magnesium after all of that, like a ton of it. And I said, okay, so I'm drinking a ton of magnesium. My body, like I just let my body put the magnesium in the cup. And, wow. oh man, you know, uh, really good. Now I'm saying all of this, but when our gut brain isn't working and you just go for anything, like you say, well, you know, I'm just eating it. Um, maybe that your gut brain is not discerning appropriately or it's, you know, malfunctioned. So it's constantly craving sugar now. So it's when you're healing the gut brain, right? You're, you're yeah. eating. Well, you don't, you don't exactly pre know how you're going to eat. Um, I was listening to a guy yesterday and he's talking about food and some people need a vegetarian diet. Some people need a, a zero carb diet. Some people, you know, it's yeah. really determining for yourself. But what I've noticed for myself is the variation in the dieting. Like having mm. what, you know, this diet or that diet, and I change it around. Like I've been on zero carb since uh, last sum summer before, since 2018. And then this summer I decided to go basically nuts and seeds and raisins and fruits and, and you know, some vegetables and just do that for the summer. And after a yeah. while, my, my gut started getting kind of bulky. I felt it, I was mm. bulking up. So I said, oh, no, I'm going to go back to zero carb. And so I went back to zero carb. So yesterday and the day before were the only days that there was kind of this weird sugar thing. So I did notice that I'm not eating enough vegetables. You know, uh. I've been like running and just grabbing, let's say, a burger uh, from the fridge and just heating it up or I, you know, and I had to grab a piece of chicken and uh, now I'm saying, oh dear. So if the body wants a little sugar, there's not enough magnesium, you're not having enough broccoli, let's say, you know, doing mm. those things, right? So I don't know. What is the trigger for you? Those are the things I kind of discovered is the more I heal the gut brain, the more I Go, instead of dieting to lose weight, I'm dieting to heal. I'm using diet, actually. I don't want to say dieting. I'm using different diets um, to heal the gut brain and see which ones work. And it doesn't mean, yeah. you know, it's going to work all the time. Seasonally, you might have to change. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's really interesting. And then your gut brain is able to tell you what to do, right? Like, mm -hmm. I had, um, we had guests in the summer and we had wine and oh my god i love wine i really love <laughs> wine they do you know, it's delicious but 
acid reflux after inflammation, pain. Um, no, it's, it's just my body looks at it now and goes, I love it, but I definitely don't want it. You know, I did have some uh, white wine on Sunday and mm. that didn't affect me as much. Um, then, then also, interestingly, I did scotch to see, well, you know, if I go out, let's have a, <laughs> Just to test a no carb. Yeah, well, scotch, <laughs> vodka, uh, tequila, gin. Those are things to have on a, on a zero carb. Of course, you can't consume a lot of any of that. Well, it depends who you are. I can't. You know, I can have a little glass of it or two glasses, but not much more. Um, so I tried that. And that also um, caused enormous inflammation. So I think it's just being tender and really supporting what your gut brain is able to do rather than most people talk in their heads. Oh, I yeah. ate this and I ate that and I shouldn't have. You know, for me, it was like, oh, I ate that sugar and I got up the next day. Um, there were, was more achiness, like my wrists hurt, my fingers hurt. So I went, okay, so the sugar is having an impact in the body, right? So wine and some cake, that was it. Um, then to want sugar again and to feel better the next day. So weird, but it's okay. I'm like, all right, I have no desire for anything today, none. So yeah. you can feel the gut brain's working. It did what it needed to do and it's working properly. It got what it needed. Maybe now I need to figure out, um, maybe it is more vegetables than I've been having lately um so let's see right but the gut brain is not running around like i'm not sitting around going i want to eat more of it you know before you do, yeah. do something like that it just set off a psychological um sort of what do you call it fit you know where all of a sudden i'm off and now six months of dieting and then six months of gaining it all back and that Mm. it's it's almost two years now and that hasn't happened and i can go off the diet which is important right it's really important to be able to go off and go yeah. back on go off you know go back on eat what's good for you then test out a few things that maybe aren't you know you go to a wonderful restaurant and you could seek out oh i need that little piece of salmon with nothing on it or you know I mean, if I, I don't go to a restaurant often, but if I go to a burger restaurant, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to eat the bun, right? Yeah. But sometimes, maybe once in a blue moon, I would, but so far I haven't. Um, that went to a marvelous restaurant and they had all these artisanal breads. So I like, there were like a, an inch long, you know, these little, almost like bite-sized breads, really tiny. Mm. So, you know, I went, okay, I'm going to try that. And everything, you know, was a melange, right? So it had to have had, you know, different types of sugars in the entrees and the, and um, sorry, the appetizers, then the entree, you could feel that the, the sauce must have had like a jam or a coulis on it, you know? And then mm. uh, we, we were 10 people with four desserts and we all got to have a little bite of each dessert. 
you know, wonderful meal, all in moderation, et cetera, et cetera. It was wonderful. Um, and like, you know, lots of, lots of really good wine, et cetera. So tried things out, you know, tried things out mm. and it's fun. So, you know, I, I don't know for some people out there who diet, um, it can be a real struggle. They can go out and do that or they sit there and I used to sit in complete denial, you know, of anything. They'd say, what are you eating? I'm like, my salad. And I'd have the salad that was an appetizer, you know, and, you know, have that. And that was it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but you're, you're struggling the whole time. You're, you're living in this constant contraction. Uh, so it's just wonderful to be more expansive and, and uh, be able to figure out what's going on. So, you know, basically what I'm saying is the, we have to heal the gut brain and you have to find ways that your body can heal that gut brain. You know, mm. I mean, between body talk, um, foods, I've gone to different um, nutritionists. Uh, one of them, the most recent one, you do a little test and she was like, you are not receiving any nutrients. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that feels so right. This is about two years ago. So, you know, she said, start start all of your meals with like the way they used to, a little half cup of bone broth soup and, um, you know, a teaspoon of vinegar and water. I don't do the bone broth soup, soup in the summer, but in the winter I do it. And I do drink vinegar and water every day, which I find has been so healing. And I have a suspicion, this is intuitively, that it clears off the calcium around the pituitary, different aspects of the brain. And um, yeah. I really, really like love it. So I'm a big vinegar drinker. Like, I, do... I, I have a bottle of apple cider in my kitchen. I just swig it when the moment takes me. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got three jugs of apple cider vinegar all sitting around and I take, I make it like a cocktail. I take ice and my Perrier is usually out. So I stick vinegar and then Perrier and I sip that. <laughs> so delicious, especially at night, you know, if people are having a cocktail around and I'm drinking my little vinegar, they go, what are you drinking of gin and I'm no, it's my, uh, vinegar. Nice vinegar. Hey. Yeah. So wonderful. <laughs> I love That's it. That's cute. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and so, so what's the conclusion of all this? Oh. Well, really, the conclusion is, is to, you know, find things. If you're someone who suffers from, you know, physical stuff, you really have to heal the gut brain. I mean, if it, yeah. it's an extreme disease, there's a little bit more going on there. But, you know, heal the gut brain, which is going to help you make the appropriate decisions that you were talking about. Because if someone says to me, be present, um yes of course be present to yourself yes but if the gut brain is not operating and you your mind just doing the opposite and your mind is a tyrant and those are the two things operating your system you've disappeared so even saying be present to yourself yeah. they might think be present to my mind is myself but it's not yeah. yourself. So, so really it's find out, you know, what the self is first. Like it is not your mind. It's, and the only way to know what the self is, 
is really to know what you're not. Um, that's, that's a big experience in itself. Um, and of course, some people are not even going to bother doing that, but at least knowing you're not your mind and you're not your gut, but your gut needs to respond. So you could do a lot of, you know, different ways of eating to find out how that gut brain's going to operate better so that at mm. least you have a fighting chance to know what you need. But if that gut brain is not malfunctioning and your head dominates, well, it's, it's a difficult time to figure out how to be present, right? Mm. You're present. Yep. So, so it's good to think about it. Am I present to myself? Or when I say that, am I actually saying I'm present to what my mind thinks? I am present to my belief systems, right? So if, if your gut brain uh, is telling you never eat vegetables, and I know people like that, <laughs> never yeah. eat vegetables. The only thing I'm going to eat I know, I know two people, well, I know this one person who only eats white food. So that's rice, potatoes, um, all meats, all meats, you know, but I, I went yeah. to, to her house once for dinner. It was, it was incredible to look at this table with all white food, big pile of potatoes, big pile of rice, chicken. Uh, I, I, you know, I went, wow, no. And, and she looked at me and she said, I made a salad, but you'll have to take care of it because I don't know how to make salad you know so very interesting right or and sp spaghetti you know pasta oh there was mm. some red there there was like tomato sauce sorry but basically a white table so what is going on with that gut brain what is going on in there that that gut brain is not able to um, take in a nutrient right the appropriate yeah. the appropriate nutrients you know, you know, she's, she's basically has been okay most of her life, but eventually got cancer. And when she got cancer, she, I mean, she really, really got big. Like she did the opposite mm. of what most people do. They lose weight. She gained, I mean, she, she's a beautiful girl and she became massive. Right. Um, so what's, you know, what, what would be needed there, you know? what would what would she have needed to do i mean she tried all you know she would say to me oh i ate a piece of tomato terry and aren't you proud of me it's like no you need to do this for yourself right and mm. tomatoes a fruit by the way it's not a vegetable <laughs> anyway, yeah <laughs> you know what would be good is if you started to get the approach or take vitamins you know at the minimum right because if you, you yeah. know, it's not the most wonderful thing to have to take vitamins, I am taking um, some vitamins, but um, I don't really like getting my vitamins that way. I don't, I don't like it at all. But for now, uh, mm. while I'm correcting and healing the gut brain, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, and when I don't feel good about it, I don't do it. I just got vitamin B12 ampoules, these ampoules, you know, the in a little glass container. Oh, oh man, Eloise, I just cracked those open. You know, you, you flip off the two glass sides and you suck that back. Oh, and we got Zoom of energy or what? So I definitely know I need B12. I'm taking so much B, it's crazy. I'm taking B, D, um, a little bit of uh, glutathione, um, some collagen, 
uh, mostly stuff for hair because I was losing my hair a lot. Now it's kind of getting a little bit thicker. But man, yeah. the bees, just tons of bees, just bee, bee, bee. Now I was originally doing just biotin, but as I add more and more of the bees, I can really yeah. feel my body getting stronger and my hair getting stronger. So it feels really, really good. Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, felt, I, I feel so good on B12 now when I started taking it. Yeah, it is really good, isn't it? Juicy, yeah. juicy. And it depends what. I find the liquid and swishing it around in my mouth really does a job. Um, mm. Not necessarily the pill form. And yeah, I've taken the, the injections yeah. along. Yeah, the spray too. Yeah, I'd taken the injections a long time ago and it really didn't do anything. So, um, but that's years ago. So it wasn't one of them, one of my usual suspects, you know, that was on the list. <laughs> so I was doing, you know, E, D, A for the hair, right? And, and then, yeah, of course, biotin. And uh, then I was like, no, don't just take biotin, just take all of them. And that's really, I've noticed a huge change even in the gut. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously we're talking about these things to help trigger people into figuring out, you know, what is it that needs to go on? It's huge what goes on in the gut, right? Like yeah. people who can't stop eating, that can be a leptin problem, right? Leptin doesn't get recorded in the brain that, that you're full. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a huge one. That's a There's some people who are fat who don't have necessarily a leptin problem. Um it's it's something else, but you know, when I look at myself, I go, Yeah, that's a leptin issue, right? <laughs> you know, for me it's um I'm feeling fuller now and I, I my my gut brain works better because it it tells me, okay, get up and do this or go do that now. So, uh, you know, there's a whole psychological piece where, you know, I used to work and work and work. And then at the end of the day, I got to settle down with a drink and my food. And, and uh, you know, it really wouldn't work out that way. Whereas now it's like, no, you want to eat? Eat. Um, food is, finally, it's, it's registered that food is fuel. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I feel like that's just all the healing of the gut brain. You know, as I'm talking about this, I just really go, B is so, B and D, so important, right? Yeah. They really, really, that B that's got to go, I mean, obviously it could have other deficiencies. Um, you can have iron. I, I really, yep. really have low energy. And I, two days ago, the, I did the B12, got like a shot of energy and then it wasn't enough. Did it again the next day, shot of energy, wasn't enough. Then I said, maybe, maybe you've got mm. some, and I've had my thyroid tested, so it's all good, but mm. but it's on the lower side. So what I did was um, took some iron, and this is like day three, okay. three or something. And, I, and I'm thinking now, wow, that must be really helpful when you've got something low. I mean, obviously, it's good to get tested and figure out what it is, you know, what's mm. deficient. When you when you go to the doctor and you don't have anything deficient, that's, yeah. you know, for me, I don't, I don't 
have any deficiencies. Whereas, you know, cause I'm, I'm obese. Um, you, you would think there would be other things wrong, you mm-hmm. know, uh, but there is obviously menopause. So it's a hormonal, there's a big hormonal thing going on. Um, you know, no testosterone, no estrogen, like almost at zero. And, uh, yeah, yeah just working, you know, with body talk and trying to get that back on track. But this gut brain, I feel like, will resolve a lot more of those things as well. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's I'm giving <laughs> personal details of myself. <laughs> the thing I would like is as I lose weight that the skin tightens rather than sags. So. Mm. Will you take care of that for me, darling? <laughs> <laughs> If you're ever inclined to do a session for me, uh, make sure my skin gets tight. (laughs) Mm. Oh, yeah, I've seen some videos on the internet (laughs) of people that have lost a lot of weight. Um, And for some reason, the skin hasn't, um, because some people, it just, it's fine. And then others, they get really saggy. And this girl could like literally, I know it sounds horrible, but she could pull her neck out. To the edges right. of her shoulder, it was horrible. <laughs> it, is, it, it would, yeah. I kind of get horrified when I look at, you know, the as I'm losing weight. You know, what's going to happen yeah. to all that skin? And you know, and, and I'm older, so you know, what's, mm. when I'm when, now sitting down, I look down at my legs like they're perfect. <laughs> you know, everything's <laughs> perfect, but you can see a little bit. You know, there's also the aging part where you get a little wrinklier. Anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, I constantly do uh, a defrag on the skin as I go along. Oh, okay. And you do yeah. also one of the things, because now my weight loss is taking really long. But as most people say, that's a good way for it to happen. Now, you know, that really yeah. helps the skin, you know, because some people lose weight really fast, right? Like even yeah. a year or two yeah. or getting a stomach staple or, you know, it comes off really quickly. I know someone who, you know, was really fat. And then like a year later is thin. And of course, um, I don't know how that happened. I'm going to ask, but where they were able to get a <laughs> surgery. Um, yeah, she, she actually got a surgery. She's older than me. She's like 70, I think. Oh, okay. And uh, she was able to, they gave her surgery to tuck the skin. And I was like, wow, because here, you know, our, our, yeah, I don't think they had the money from what I understand to actually pay for a surgery like that. So that would be funded by the government mm. so I was like why would I was really curious why would the government do that so I'm like well maybe if I you know have that issue yeah then maybe the government would take care of it or I'll just visit you and you'll body talk the crap out of it <laughs> or just do it from here <laughs> well it's good that I am a giant right in a way I'm not so tall as some of you yeah. Europeans but where I live in Quebec, it's Giant. pretty tall, right? <laughs> well, if I put yeah, on a little fight. tiny heel, I'm taller than most people, right? Not yeah. everyone, you know, of course, people are six feet. I, I mean, I with with a little heel, I'm 5'11", you know, like a, a little rubber boot heel. It's not even huge. <laughs> um, you know, 5'11", and if I put a real heel, like a block heel or something, you're I'm six feet, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, I am, That's tall. I am tall, so I have a lot of room for, 
you know, visceral fat and, um, you know, the body to, to get rid of fat from places that aren't necessarily all around the body as well. So there's room. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to, why am I talking about this? Um, maybe there's, I don't know. I don't know. interesting. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe the, you know, there are people, well, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, there's some people, people need to hear this. There's so many, uh, suffer, so many people who suffer from what I suffered from all my life. You know, mm. I don't care so much anymore. It's more, um, um, well, it's nice that my husband, you know, runs around pinching my bum and, you know, gets, gets attracted by me. That's nice too. He, he mm. said, I, I love you no matter what you're beautiful in different ways, but you know, now you're sexier. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice for him, but for myself yeah. personally, that's not so important. It's really the, the spinal issues and the leg issues, you know, wanting to, yeah. to be lighter, to support um, that part of my body, that that works mm. better. So yeah, I find all this interesting. Yeah. Well, Taking care of well, ourselves. It's not an easy road. Don't become a psychopath. That's and, something we learned. Yeah, and really to learn that, <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not um, the thoughts. We're not our belief systems. We're something completely different. And being present to um, almost waking up to who you are not. Yeah. yeah? Maybe that's what yeah, we yeah. should call this session is waking up to who you're not. I don't know. Could be an interesting one because we just we just don't know who we are, and we run around thinking all the things that we do are who we are. No, yeah, and no, that's not. not true. Not. So when it comes to eating, even like I must have my body massaged. Yeah, but you run around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. Uh, <laughs> massage isn't necessarily going to take care of you. You know. Yeah. Uh, you're constantly thinking that you're not doing enough. Well, it doesn't matter how many massages you get. If you think you're not doing enough, you're stressing out. You're not present to the self. So it goes on and on, right? Mm. Do you have any examples? No, when you're talking about running around like a headless chicken, I realize I've been saying for years, I've been running around like a lemon. Like a lemon? Yeah, so my friend was laughing the other day. She's like, who runs around like a lemon? Where have you got that expression from? And I'm like, I don't know. I've been saying it for years. But what does it mean? <laughs> I don't even know. That's not very attractive <laughs> because you think of lemon with this pucker. Yeah, well, they just run around in circles, don't they? If you push a lemon, it just kind of rolls around and comes back to where it started. Or, Maybe that's what was in my head the first time I said it. Yeah, I know. Or it's, or it's your, your uh, puckered. You know, well, anyway, like a lemon. Or maybe I just nearly need citric acid. Or like a sourpuss, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> or it's just the plant-based version of a headless chicken. <laughs> <Just a lemon. laughs> That's funny. Okay, my lemon. I will remember that you're a lemon. Okay, headless chicken. Um, <laughs> Oh, I don't do that. I like. No, I know. I'm teasing. Oh, cool. Well, I, I'd say I used to be more, um, um, just really, really focused. 
focused on mm. what I was doing and just not getting out of it, like not allowing some messiness to come into my life. Or, um, yeah. That's very masculine, of course, right? That's I was yeah. really in my masculine energy, even though everything was really intuitive, but my life was so boxed in by work, you know? Whereas now it's like, yeah, there's work and then there's you know, dinner, and then there's, you know, exercise, and then there's watching yeah, all these other aspects of life. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Even, you yeah. know, sitting here talking to you, and I look at my pretty sofa, my sofa's so got all these pillows on it, it looks so pretty. Oh. I want to go lie in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your are saying, come to me, yeah, I'm really comfy. <laughs> to me but i'm gonna prepare for dinner tonight we have guests yeah so i'm gonna love you and leave you and i see cool you have a good dinner i see, <laughs> you, on the see you all again yeah i'll see you again on wednesday right next week well no yeah. but i will talk about that offline yeah i love you okay bye <laughs> okay bye <laughs>